going into this Easter season, we are not even remotely close to where we started on Ash Wednesday. We never imagined ending up here. No lilies, no stained glass windows, no low Sunday. Typically, we would see a drop in worship attendance after a grand Easter celebration, egg hunts, and great worship and family fun. If anyone had told us we'd be here, we would naturally have doubted. As we watched the increasing number of deaths and business closures in Italy and around the world, we looked on in disbelief and naturally doubted. We doubted the lethality of this virus, which has caused us to physically separate ourselves from each other. So for the first time, I looked at Thomas in our gospel text differently. I had a new respect for his questioning. I had a new experience with his need to see and appreciate what had taken place at the empty tomb last week. I found empathy for him. He was not unlike the other disciples, including Mary Magdalene, and we are not unlike them. Mary Magdalene doubted when she saw the empty tomb too. Until Christ spoke to her directly, she did not understand why the tomb was empty. The other disciples, those locked in a room, hiding in fear, also doubted until Christ addressed them directly and only then did they rejoice. Jesus gives Thomas a three-point directive. Touch, see, believe. It seems simple, right? And still he doubted. As with the other disciples and Mary Magdalene, Jesus is always prepared to meet people where they are. Therefore, he doesn't give the same response to all, but makes it personal. Jesus makes it specific with each encounter. He had mercy, knowing they each needed to see, hear, and feel something differently. It reminds me of singing in the mass choir of Covenant Baptist Church while attending graduate school at Howard University. This is the church where I discerned a call to ministry. It was a significant time in my faith journey and the reason I traveled to New York for seminary. That is when I recall being introduced to the gospel composer, Margaret Durow. Each year, a choir director would learn a new song that was taught over the summer to choir directors from around the nation who attended the Gospel Music Workshop of America, or GMWA. As our choir director returned, inspired, encouraged, and edified with new music, we looked forward to learning. This one year, we learned mercy that suits my case. Durow describes God's mercy not as a blanket response or generic. It 
is not a broad category of God's blessing, she said, but it suits the person and his or her need. She defines it as mercy that doesn't fit everyone at the same time. The lyrics go in a way that says, I need mercy that suits my case. I needed this minute, this hour, this very day. I need mercy that suits my case while I'm waiting in this place. Not generalized, but I need personalized mercy. Not socialized, but I need individualized mercy. Not humanized, but I need specialized mercy. Just like the lyrics in this song, Jesus finds a specific way to bless us all, every nation, every creature, each and every one of us. The way Jesus handles our individual doubt is with an individual blessing. He gives us what we need. The power to give us what we need comes even when we have limited faith. Even we are filled with doubt. Even when we are filled with doubt. Someone once said, faith is a mystery of the heart that the mind wants to solve. Yes, Thomas was skeptical. He was ambivalent. He was unconvinced. He was like many of us, asking the question, what can prove the case? We need evidence. We need empirical data. Many have lived by the adage, seeing is believing. Unfortunately, we now have had to contend with a virus that has been called the invisible enemy. Our little faith has been met by a resurrected savior. The crucified one has become the risen one. He now speaks the same words of comfort he uttered at the last supper. Peace, I leave you. He continues to bring order to the chaos of our lives. We want to witness him walking on water in order to believe. We want to see him restore sight to the blind in our midst in order to believe. We want to see him remove all impacts from the present virus and any other means by which we suffer in order to believe. We want to experience our lives as usual, as soon as possible, but we have to wait. Many of us are having a Thomas moment who earlier exclaimed, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? This season reminds us that God's power and grace are not locked out. They are still being made available to us. We may be physically distant at this moment, but we are not spiritually distant. Thomas reminds us today that because of the resurrected Savior, God's mercy is still available to suit our case. I believe Margaret DeRoe got it right. 
not generalized mercy, but personalized. Not socialized mercy, but individualized. Not humanized mercy, but specialized. God's mercy is still able to suit our case.